Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, so Justin Bieber was spotted eating a burrito sideways, meaning the burrito was sideways. Um, and people got all uppity about that. Rightly so. I don't think so. That We'll get to that. Uh, but it leads us to ask you this question. What is the weird food tactic that people always call you out on? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Um, and I just want to go on record right now that I actually, I think that Justin Bieber kind of changed my life right then. Uh, with the sideways burrito eating. Why is that? Well, because I, you know, I feel like if a burrito isn't properly rolled, which sometimes happens, it just kind of poops out the other end. And so the sideways burrito eating to me is like kind of a way to keep it all contained. Maybe it's not as dumb as it seems is all I'm saying. Yeah, but once you start to bite holes in it, it's just all going to squirt out that and I'm just saying I haven't tried it yet, but I get the method to the madness and I might give it an effort. That's all I'm saying. There might be some genius to it. It might be a game changer. He looks like a goon. I mean, that if, in general, yes. Yeah, if you look at him eating the burrito sideways. But that's always how he, yeah. he always Generally, looks like a Generally, when, when people do something the same way for years and years and years and everybody kind of decides that what you, that's what you do, it's because that's the best way to do it. I mean, we eat pizza a certain way. You eat egg rolls a certain way. You eat chicken McNuggets a certain way. Right. Well, I mean, sometimes people do eat things a little bit weird. 651-641-1071. Do you eat something in a weird way and everybody always calls you out on it because you eat it funky? We do it to Holly all the time. Yeah, she, Holly's a picker. Do we not? Yeah, Holly's a picker. So she picks things off the top of stuff. And then and she slowly, eats but, the bottom later. Yeah, she will uh, inevitably eat everything. It's just that she starts at the top and picks her way down. I got life figured out. I don't know that you do. Because she calls like it nachos, a food hack. do you? I don't think it's a food hack. Tell us why you do this. Well, she's answering phones now, but I, I'll, I can, I, if I can reiterate, because she's told us before that the reason why is because then she gets a double food experience, which I think is so bizarre because you're not getting a double food experience. You're getting um, like half a food experience twice, right? Which is still one food experience. But the thing that's weird about it to me is like, for example, cake. Like she'll eat the frosting and then the cake. Donuts. She'll eat the icing and then the donut. That's what I'm saying. You make the experience last longer. I mean, you could just take smaller bites. No, you you have the flavor. Because I, for example, (laughs) when I'm eating a donut, I want to taste a little bit of donut, a little bit of icing cake. I want to taste some icing. I want to taste some cake. Right. That's what I want. Like on a chocolate chip cookie. I don't want to taste chocolate chips. And cookie. You want it all. I want a chocolate chip cookie. Right. The whole thing. But to each his own, it's America. 
Let's go to Connie. Connie's on the line. Connie Hi, Britton? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. Hi, uh, Connie. What is the weird food uh, tactic that you employ that your friends call you out on? Hi, Connie. Oh, hi. I roll up my pizza. Okay, so when you say roll up, tell us how you roll it up. I roll it up the crust, the thick crust end first, and then I roll it up like a burrito, but I eat it, you know, like a hot dog. (laughs) So what kind of weird looks do you get out of people? They just look at me and say, "What, what? that's not a burrito, it's a piece of pizza. But I don't want all the cheese stretching out all over my self. <laughs> so for I kind of I get it, Connie. Sometimes when you take a bite, the whole thing slides off the top. And if you've got it yes. burrito fied, you can kind of get through it. I I'm, I yes. understand it. I'm not saying I would do it. But, oh, you got to try it. Oh, thanks, Connie. <laughs> she's right. You know, another way to eat pizza. No, oh, she's geez. not. No, right. she's totally Here we wrong. One. And you are no. also a person trying to get us to believe that this is acceptable when you pick items off a of pizza. Yeah. And then you, what do you eat? A plain, boring crust with sauce? No, here's what you do. Oh, God. First, you pick off the toppings. Okay. You pick off a, a sausage or a pepperoni, what have you. Then you pick off the cheese. Then what you do is you sprinkle the Parmesan cheese and the red pepper flakes over no, the crust. So you get three pizza so, experiences. You're not eating three pizza experiences. You're you're getting a topping experience, a cheese experience, and a me- like a mediocre crust experience. Told you, got to figure it out. Go Connie, right? Okay, let's go to Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Michelle, what is your weird food tactic that people call you out on? Hi, Michelle. Hi. Yes, I get called out for the way I eat my corn on the cob. Oh, Ooh, what do you what do? do, you do? Well, rather than just bite directly in... I adjust my teeth and I knock the kernels off. So when I'm all done, the cob looks like honeycomb. Okay, so when you say that, describe how you're doing this. What you're saying is you get the kernels clear off the cob. Yep. I line my bottom teeth up right in the crack between the rows. Well, I have to take an initial bite to get a space. And then I just start knocking them off with my lower teeth. Oh, so you don't like bite. You just sort of like shave them. Yep, just knock them right does, out of the socket. Does it ever wow. shut? I mean, I'd be afraid that that's going to be hard on your teeth. No. Crown okay. cob is soft. Okay. Wow, right. interesting. But you get weird looks, huh? Well, when it's all done and they look at it on my plate, not while I'm eating it, people don't notice. Okay. Interesting. Where'd you learn that hack from? Well, I have really tight teeth and I don't like getting the corn all stuck in my teeth. Yeah. And then I have to pick it all out. So. All right. Yeah. Who knew? Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. Let's go to Tina. Tina, what's the weird uh, food tactic that your friends call you out for? Hi, Tina. Hi. My friends call me out because every time I have a piece of cake or cupcake, I have to cut it in half and have the frosting in the middle. You know what? I've started doing this. I'm not kidding you. This is genius because it like saves the frosting from getting all over the place, right? Yes, and you get frosting in every bite. It's so true. Thank you, Tina. I don't understand. Okay, so if you get a cupcake, I just, I'm not kidding. We just did this on my son's birthday the other day. My sister-in-law and I and and my daughter did this, and everybody was like, what are you guys doing? You you take like if you get a cupcake, yeah. you pull the bottom off. Yeah. So you've got the cupcake top. Yeah. You flip the bottom off over onto the top. So now you've got a sandwich. 
and then the frosting is in and the what middle. What is that supposed to do? Other well, than be, you know, interesting and well, a different you, way to do it? It just means like when you go in to get a bite, the frosting doesn't get like all over your face. Now it's sandwiched in between the cake. So when you bite into it, you know, you're not like jamming frosting oh all over the place. I, I guess I've never paid attention. It's just less messy. Believe me. All right. It's awesome. Who knew? It was, it's a game changer. Let's go to Mark. Hi, Mark. What is, Mark, what is the uh, weird food tactic that uh, all your friends call you out for? Hi there. Yeah, mine is pizza also. And um, I just hate it if I go to the pizza buffet. And, but um, if you have a, a triangle piece of pizza, you um, cut just the tip off. Like um, at the very tip, you cut it about maybe an inch or two up and just cut it off. So you now have a small triangle. And uh, you eat that, you know, the, the uh, crust and the topping, and then you take the topping off the rest of the piece and you throw away the crust. And I can't get away from doing it. Oh my God, that is some strange stuff. Um, Very strange. Was there like a point in your life where something happened? I mean, like what led to you <laughs> figuring this out? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it was. You've always done it? I've always done it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, if the pieces of pizza are square, then I'll eat all the crust. Interesting. That's so bizarre. Interesting. Thank you, I want to ask him, you know, like, who damaged your pizza buying or right. eating experience? Right. Like, there was some trauma there, I think. I feel like there is, too. There's more to the story. Uh, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to get to the rest of our callers. We do have to move on. But but when we come back, and you, y'all have some weird food tactics, we've learned. Yes. Uh, it's not just Holly. When we come back, uh, Paul from Paul's Trip to the Movies is going to be joining us by phone because he is on a junket. He's going to tell us about some of the exciting things he is doing, uh, including talking to some celebrities about the new mo- uh, the new movie Beautiful Boy. We'll talk to him after this on My Talk 107.1. Well, typically on Fridays at this time, our friend Paul from Paul's Trip to the Movies, uh, the podcast, the blog, the whole nine yards. Usually he's in the studio with us on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, but... He's not in studio with us this week because he's traveling. He's on a junket, and Paul is on the phone with us. Hi, hey, Paul. Paul McGuire Grimes. Hello. Hi. It's great to be with you on this Friday. Thank so, you for making uh, time to join us. So tell us where I you are. It. I'm in New York City right now. New York City. Get a ride. I love this city so much, so I just feel right at home being here. Okay, so tell us why you're actually there. Yeah, so I'm here for two junkets, or two press junkets coming up. One is for the new Mark Wahlberg movie, Instinct Family, and it's he and Rose Byrne play this couple that decide to grow their family through adoption. So they adopt this teenage girl and her two siblings. So that's one movie. And then the other movie is a new Tyler Perry comedy um, starring Tiffany Haddish and Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, interesting. I have not heard anything about that movie. Tell us what, you know, going on a junket, I think people probably have an image in their head, but, like, what does a day actually look like when you're on a junket? So what the day kind of looks like is that um, the night before the interview, so tonight, they're going to be sending all of us journalists and and entertainment reporters to go see um, Nobody's Fool, which is the Tyler Perry movie. So we'll all get together. There's a reception for us before the movie. And then they'll go and shuttle us to a local theater so that we can go see it. And then in the morning, we go um, to where the interviews are being held. And then tomorrow, both interviews for both sets of interviews or both movies will happen tomorrow morning. So in the 
morning, it will be me and a bunch of other journalists, and then we'll get to interview the cast members. It'll be like me with Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne together, for instance, talking about the movie, and I get usually three or four minutes with each pairing that they have lined up. Which is so cool. Now, can I, I have this one other question, because, I, I mean, it seems like uh, many times when you've gone on a junket, you have been able to double up and do a couple junkets like you are doing this time. Does yeah. this happen where like the studio will line them up in such a way so that you can do more than one at a time? I think so. You know, these both of these movies are from Paramount, and we have a really good relationship at, with Princes Live with Paramount, so they'll send either me or Emily out to do them. So I think when they can try to pair movies together of their releases, depending on their release dates, they'll try to do that to kind of maximize our time and really to help kind of drive buzz for these movies. Um, now, this is an opportunity for you to get in front of actors and ask them questions. Yeah. Um, but you also are asking them questions that probably a lot of other people are going to ask them. How do you go about trying to come up with questions that not every other reporter is going to ask? Right. Well, I think, you know, because they're going to be on Twin Cities Live, uh, KCP, I really know that audience. So I try to think about what does the Twin Cities Live audience want to hear? So I try to ask about that. You know, our motto is food, fashion, fun. So they may be questions about that. Or I may try to really relate to what the movie's about specifically and how it relates to either my life or their life. Um, so, like, with Mark and Rose, the movie's all about family and adoption. And, you know, I'm going through that right now. So I may talk them about that or ask them for parenting advice like what's the best parenting advice you've ever received you know something a little bit different that they're not used to or like Whoopi Goldberg is a bucket list person for me like yeah, I that's sure. going to be a big so one that I'm going to kind of talk about my love of her some of her movies or like Sister Act 2 and what that movie meant to me as a kid and how that has inspired my whole you know part of my career so like it's stuff like that where if I can try to make a personal connection with them then it helps me stand out and live stand out as well do you ever get a little bit like are you at all nervous paul mcguire grimes to meet I, any I of these ner- people yes i am um i remember the one of the last ones i did was for book club and getting to interview diane keaton was nerve-wracking because i love the godfather so much and Whoopi's kind of the same way too where she's an icon she is an egot winner so like I'm a little trepidatious about that because I've looked up to her for so long and I don't want to make a bumbling fool of myself, but then maybe that's a little bit of character there. I don't know. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So, yeah, well. I just gotta keep it cool and, and trust myself. I need to have confidence in myself and I know that it'll, be, it'll, it'll go well. 
Okay, Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trips to the Movies. You're on Junkets in New York. What is the like best part about being on a junket? Come on, they're gonna they got to be throwing some free stuff your way. Uh, I mean, it's usually the accommodation. So when I'm in LA, they put us up at like the Four Seasons Beverly Hills. So it is just swanky. It you feel like royalty. They treat you really well there. Um, I think it's that. And, you know, just talking to celebrities, having face-to-face time, and then getting to know other journalists and entertainment reporters from across the country has been really great in a personal networking relationship as well. Okay, now, and we just have like a couple minutes left here. Paul, can you tell us about the Q&A that you are moderating uh, around Beautiful Boy? Yeah, so last week I talked about Beautiful Boy. It's this new movie with Timothy Chalamet and Steve Crowds playing at the Uptown. And this Sunday, Amazon Studios, who's producing this movie, is flying Timothy Chalamet to the Uptown Theater. Him, as well as Nick Chef, and Timothy plays Nick Chef in the movie. So I'll be moderating a Q&A with both of them about their movie, Beautiful Boy. And if you remember Timothy Chalamet, he was nominated for an Oscar last year for Call Me By Your Name. Mm-hmm. He was also in Lady Bird. So, like, this I really feel very passionate about and really excited about. And I know that the tickets went on sale yesterday and were sold out fairly instantly. So that I'm really excited about. People not only to see this movie and learn more about meth addiction and mental illness, but then to get to talk to Timothy Chalamet and ask him questions and Nick Schaff as well. Yeah, absolutely. This will be really. This will be a really cool event, um, and also, you know, like we talked about this, I know last week a little bit, but Timothy Chalamet has, is like having his year. Yeah, um, he has been um, definitely buzzed about, and and certainly this movie is a really important movie, uh, and he's he's attached to it, and and very cool, Paul, for you to be able to be involved with with this project as well. Thank you so much Thank for joining you. us from New Thanks York. Thanks, Paul. Have Thank fun. You. Have a good time. Tell we'll Whoopi talk to you we next said week. hi. Yeah, say hi. <laughs> say hi for us. All right. We'll talk to you next week. That's Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies. Uh, you can check his podcast out on Podcast One or wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll check in with him again next week. Crazy Stupid Idiots coming up next. My Talk 1071. Everything. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Entertainment. Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. How we call those dumb people doing dumb things? Crazy, stupid idiots. Well then. I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Yeah. Okay. Before we do that. Mm -hmm. I think we should give something away. Yeah. Okay. So, caller number blank. Five. Caller number five is going to win an Ovation Hair Holiday Set, which comes with their flagship cell therapy hair and scalp treatment products. Caller number five to 651-641-1071 will get that Ovation Hair Holiday Set. Wonderful. Now, first, let's go to Massachusetts. And let's meet the happy couple, Ashley Villo and David Mellon. They're from Yarmouth. And they got married last month. Congratulations to the two of them. 
the two were getting married in a non-denominational ceremony, and they were um, they so they hired a justice of the peace to do the honor. So they found somebody by the name of James Stern to officiate. Okay. Uh, he did the deed, and when Ashley went to pick up her marriage license... He did the deed? I mean, he married them. Oh. And when Ashley, the bride, went to pick up her marriage license, she learned that there was no marriage license. Uh-oh. Why was there no marriage license? Did he forget to file it or something? Oh, no, he didn't forget. He didn't file it. Why did he not file it? Did he die? No, because he wasn't actually licensed. Oh. By the state of Massachusetts. Okay. He was a fraud. So he had taken their money. He scammed them into letting him perform the wedding. He broke into the bridal suite and stole her bridesmaid's credit cards. Uh, And he was, he's now been arrested for impersonating a justice of the peace. And he's also been arrested for larceny. How did they get a hold of him again? They probably found him like in the Justice of the Peace pages. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, was he advertising somewhere? Or did they know him? Yeah, no, they, uh, they he was advertising as a Justice of the oh, Peace. Okay. And uh, so they they hired him to marry them and turned out he wasn't actually uh, qualified to do things. Uh, and he'd stolen all the stuff from the bridesmaids. And so they, or he got arrested. Uh, and now the couple has to really get married. But this time, they're not going to have all of the, because they already had the big wedding. Well, I'm assuming that just means they're going to go file the, the paperwork. Are they having a whole wedding over? Well, they'll have, they'll, they have to redo a ceremony because you have to go through like the, you have to go through the ceremony of the ceremony in order to have, like that's part of the yeah. Paperwork. But they could do that like at city hall. I'm saying versus holding yeah, a big wedding. They can, but they're, what they're upset about is that he's in the pictures. Like he's in all the oh, pictures. For sure, yeah. Of their big day, the guy who stole all their stuff. Yeah, yeah. So there. So James Stern, he's not a he's not a justice FYI, of the peace. People, if you're looking for someone to do it, yeah, not Jeff Stern. By the way, he also has like a long rap sheet. Like he's been. Pulling the wool over people's eyes since he was a teenager. Like what other kind of stuff was he doing? I mean, just he just had like a long record and not like big stuff, but just like little things like that. Just being, you know, a rabble rouser. And so. a fake priest. Yeah. Okay. A, a fake justice of the peace. All right. Wow. Okay. That mm-hmm. was where again? That was in Massachusetts, Yarmouth. Uh, all right. So let's go to Calgary, Calgary, <sighs> oh, Alberta, fun. which is not that far from here. Mm, Canada. speaking. Um, we're going to Canada. And there I want to tell you about Darylin Goucher and her teenage daughter. Okay. Darylin and her daughter walked out of their home in Martindale on Sunday afternoon to find the contents of their vehicle on the ground. Which is shocking, right? Frustrating. Yeah. And, um, you know, a bummer because I that means that that somebody broke into their car, rifled through their stuff, rifled through their stuff, left a bunch of stuff on the on the ground. Now, that's not crazy, stupid, idiot worthy, frankly. A car break in Mm-mm. the garden variety criminal activity. Correct. It happens monthly. But it's what, in my neighborhood. It's what else the criminal did while he was hanging out. That earned him crazy, stupid, idiot status. What was that? Well, here's what had happened. He went potty on the seat. 
No, he did not go potty on the seat. Um, So there was stuff all over the place, littered in their alley, behind their home, on the driver's side window. Uh, The window had been smashed. Um, There was a container of windshield washer fluid and a pair of sunglasses that were missing. So, like, some thievery stuff. The window was smashed. That's how he got in. But that's not all. Oh, no. The criminal, in addition to the windshield washer fluid, stole one of the car's doors. Like, literally took a door off Off of the the car. car. And, and, and left with it? Yes. Just left with the door. With the door. Just took off the door. Yeah. What do you do? What do you, what did, I wonder where, what he did with the door. Like, what do you need a door for? Exactly. Which is why he's a crazy, <laughs> stupid idiot. Nobody understands why this bizarre theft took place. Nobody else has talked about doors going missing in the neighborhood. This single mother who works uh, three uh, jobs, oh a full-time gosh. job and two part-time jobs to make ends meet, now has to drive around in a car with a broken window and no. one door. Um, she said, it's infuriating to me that people think they can come and take somebody's stuff. I know I have it hard. I know other people struggle. I don't think my case is special to anybody's. It's just sad to me. So um, she's now searching salvage yards across the city to find a new door. That's awful. Yeah, right. Who would steal a door? I mean, I mean that just I, says you know, to me it was probably kids because they thought, I'd steal a door. Or, you know, I'd be looking for all the cars that lost doors before that. I'm just thinking like somebody maybe No, lost- I'm telling you, nobody else had lost doors. This is the first time they lost a door. The point like- is, he probably... So, or whoever it was probably just walked off with the door. It's not like they're you're selling doors on the black market. I'm just saying, like I had this friend one time who'd gotten in a car accident and he dented the door pretty bad and they had to take the door off of his car and put a new door on the car. So I'm just saying like maybe somebody had a car that something happened to their car door. So they thought they'd help themselves to her car. Oh, door sure. I mean, if they put a new car door on their car, maybe but look for car similar door. cars. Yeah. So I'm saying maybe it's on somebody else's car. It could now. be. That's very, but possible. come on. No, let's go to Nebraska. Would you like to go to All Nebraska right, with what's me? What's in Nebraska? In Nebraska, we find Deborah Gribas. Gribas. Okay. Are you okay over there? I just hadn't tried her last <laughs> name out yet. I, it's G R E B A S and it Grabas. Deborah. It's Grievous, I'm sure. Okay, fine, Grievous. Uh, okay, so Deborah Grievous, uh, she was trying to cash a check and uh, she went to cash that check. Uh, but it was a bogus check, and she was using somebody else's ID at a at a Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, bank, and she uh, got caught. Okay, trying to cash this check with a bogus ID. Yeah, bogus check, bogus mm-hmm. ID. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, when the cops tried to chase her down, she was trying to outrun them. She crashed her car. Oh, that happens. And got arrested. Okay, but. There was another person in the car with her, and it was a 23-year-old guy named DeAndre France. Okay. He tried to take off on foot to run from the cops. Okay. Here's where it gets fun. Another guy who's on a riding lawnmower sees 
this guy trying to run away from the cops. Okay. He's on his riding lawnmower. He's like, I got this. Don't worry about it. The riding lawnmower guy chases down DeAndre, who's on foot. How fast does a riding lawnmower go? Not very fast, which means DeAndre is not going very fast. He, You can actually watch a video of this. What? The guy on the riding lawnmower, because there's a helicopter also, by the way, that's like taking video of this entire chase. Okay. The guy on the lawnmower is tearing down the sidewalk at about eight miles an hour. He follows DeAndre behind the house and the cop car, they get him cornered. A cop car pulls up and grabs DeAndre by the arm. Wow. Isn't that great? That is some quick thinking. I know. So don't ever think you can outrun the riding lawnmower. That is the moral of this story. I am I'm shocked and surprised that riding lawnmowers can go fast enough to catch criminals. Eight miles an hour. There you go. DeAndre. Was he just jogging at a nice leisurely pace? Or I mean, was he like full out running? Eight miles per hour is I mean, that's that's a pretty good clip. I that's so. brisk. Yeah. That's a brisk clip. Anyway, uh he's been arrested, she's been arrested, they've been arrested, and don't try to outrun the riding lawnmower. Moral of the story. When we come back. It's time for the Throwback Live at 2.45. After this, on My Talk 107. Oh my gosh, I am feeling anxious. It has not been a good week. On It hasn't? Why? Not on the, uh, not as far as the Throwback Live is concerned. Why? On the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 107. I, one. I don't know. Streaming what live at My Talk 107. One. All of the answers. MyTalk1071.com. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We have not we have not been on the top of our game when it comes Yesterday to the Yesterday was kind of a, live. I think I got one. Yeah. Out of the what mm-hmm. five that we did? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh in any case, it is now time for the Throwback Live. It's time for the Festivus Feats of Strength. Actually, it's time for the Throwback Live at 2:45. Hit it. Hit it. Sweet I must predict win just one for the Kimber. Colleen versus Bradley. Oh, nerd versus party girl. In a pop culture audio battle. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one no touching of the hair or face. And now, your host, run this Holly Roberts. Oh, it's time for Friday's edition of the Throwback Live at 245. Here are the rules of the game. We're going to play five vintage pop culture audio clips. The first to identify three correctly wins the throwback live at 245. And Colleen and Bradley buzz in by yelling out their names. Now, as uh, Colleen and Bradley were mentioning at the top of the segment, woof, yesterday was not a good throwback live at 245. Now, Bradley eventually won by answering one question. A point. A point by answering one. Port in a storm. (laughs) One. Audio clip correctly, otherwise you you both fail. We both. That's true. Yeah, that's okay. That's Big okay. Time. But we still are keeping track of your victories. Yeah, what are victoires? 76, Bradley. 69, Colleen. You like that 69. Just sitting there. Right on that 69. Haven't moved. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Come let's on. see if Colleen you can, can do it. move today. We'll see. Let's go to our first vintage pop culture audio clip. Colleen and Bradley, listen carefully and correctly identify this. Colleen. Colleen. That is Top Gun. Oh my God. How did you know that? Oh, I love me some Top Gun. I loved this song too. 
It's my jam. I used to play this game on the NES on Nintendo. There was a Top Gun Nintendo. Oh, yeah. There was a Nintendo game for every movie. And I used to just play it because at the end I would die on purpose just so I could hear that song. Didn't you get like a CD or a tape with that song? That wasn't fun. I mean, I could play, I could lose a game and listen to the song. I tried to apply logic to that. But congratulations, Colleen. Your weird childhood experience granted you that one point in today's throwback live at 245. All right, let's move on to our second vintage pop culture audio clip. Colleen and Bradley, listen carefully and identify this. Bradley Trainer. Bradley. That's Gangster's Paradise. (laughs) A music one. Now, if you ask me who does this, I don't know. Coolio! Yeah, see, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that. Oh, do you know what movie it's from? That's from a movie? Dangerous Minds. I, Thank I, you, I wouldn't Colleen. have known that either. Extra no. credit. But I still got my point! <laughs> you did get your point, Bradley. Congratulations. Bloop. That was Bloop. Gangster's Paradise Bloop. by Coolio, featured in the movie Dangerous Minds. Starring Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes. Puff More Pfeiffer. extra credit. <laughs> All right, moving on. Third vintage pop culture audio clip. Colleen and Bradley, listen carefully for this short vintage pop culture audio clip. Hey, Colleen. Colleen. That is Goonies. Sloth. Thank you. That is Sloth. Hey, you guys. The Goonies. The Goonies. The Goonies. All right. Now, moving on to our fourth vintage pop culture audio Things are going very well today. Colleen Bradley. So far. So far. Now, listen carefully. Colleen, you could win the game if you correctly identify this fourth vintage pop culture audio clip. And Bradley, you can still stay in the game. Now, here it is. Listen carefully and correctly identify this. Expecto! Bradley Trainer. Bradley. Ah, uh, that is. Oh man, I should know this. That is. Oh man, I don't know. Five seconds. You want to guess? Somebody. Colleen. Can I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Five, uh, there's Brad. Colleen. Is that Hocus Pocus? Oh, darn it. It's Harry Potter. Shoot, darn it. Oh, my God. We just failed Harry Potter. You sure did. That now, was lame. Specifically, that was lame. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Azkaban. What have you. Tomato, tomato. But I would have just darn taken it. Harry Potter, oh, to be Lord. honest. I know. Okay. To be fair, I've only kind of read the books. Sort I've of. never seen a full Harry Potter Neither movie. Neither have I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even a little They're bit. All right. They're fun. All right. Now, let's move on to our fifth vintage pop culture audio clip. Again, Bradley, you can still stay in the game. Okay. okay. And Colleen, you can win it if you correctly identify okay, this. Hi-oh! Hold on. It's coming. Do it again, please. Are you serious? Yep, I am. Okay. Hi-yo! Once more. Bradley, are you in the room? <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Are you here? <laughs> hi Bradley Trainer. Bradley. Is that um, Ed McMahon? Oh! oh! Yes, from The Tonight Show. Yes. yes. 
Yes. I Ed thought McMahon. it was Ed McMahon, but then the, the recording made me think like it was something else. Me too. Like I was I, trying to trick you yes. like it was Family Guy impersonating yes. Ed McMahon. I felt like it was an nah. impersonation of something, and that's I was tripped up as no, well. That's just Ed McMahon. Oh, Bradley, you're still okay. in the game. That means we okay. need to go on to our vintage pop culture audio okay. clip, the tiebreaker. Now, whoever guesses this correctly wins today's game, which, by the way, you guys are doing a fantastic job this afternoon. Thank you. Here it is, our tie-breaking vintage pop culture audio clip. She's a bitch! Bradley Trainer. Bradley. That is Wayne's World. Yes! Wayne's World! Wayne's World! It's party time! It's not excellent It's Wayne's World! Do I actually get a prize today? Because you didn't give me one yesterday. Yeah, you didn't because no one deserved a prize. But Bradley Trainer, congratulations. You won today's Throwback Live at 245. And you just won this extensive collection of name tags and hairnets. Name tags and oh. hairnets? Didn't they do that on Wayne's World? Yes. It's exciting. Are you excited? I'm very excited. Good. I mean, I probably won't use them, but... Who well, uses hairnets? At least you have them. Well, if you worked in food service. That's true. I would That's hope true. you would. Mm-hmm. I would hope you would. All right. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. Look who's here. Give it up for Donnie. Hello, Donnie. Oh, hey, Donnie. How you doing, Donnie? Donnie's pretty good. I'm trying to have a conversation with you, Donnie. You interrogate Donnie. Who is Donnie? Hi, Donnie. So if it was Sammy Davis Jr. had been the announcer, it would have been, hey, oh, babe. Okay. See what I did there? I do. I do. We okay. all we all saw what yeah. you did there. Donnie, how are you? Colleen, I'm a little worried about you. Why? I can remember just a couple of weeks ago, you had like a nine I know. point I know. lead. You know, and now it's, you're it goes nine. in it's streets. It's just like it's, there's seasons. There's seasons, Donnie. To, every, to, to everything. There turn, 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 turn. There's turn, a season. Turn, turn, turn. It's true. And it's just not my season. And I think that that's okay. Is it? Yeah, I'm okay with this right. i feel like it's, it's like time for okay brad no i'm okay it's time for bradley to shine oh, and oh you are so well, as bradley would say magnanimous 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 yeah i am magnanimous that's very giving Can, and yes. kind of you uh no i listen i'm not happy with my own uh performance i will be spending the entire uh weekend, weekend watching prepping. and listening to every pop culture item <laughs> there is okay so that's going to be tough. We'll have a good one. Thanks. Ooh. Thanks, Donnie. Lori and Julia coming up next. Bye. Uh, thanks for hanging with us this week. We'll be back on have a good Monday. Weekend. Uh, and uh, thanks for stuff. Bye. place you've always wanted to try well you're there sharing plates with just one bite or on second thought maybe not sharing it's that good when you're with amex it's not if it's going to happen but when american express don't live life without it love target well you're about to love it even more with target red card you'll save five percent every day in store and online find the red card that's right for you whether it's debit, credit, or Target's new Red Card Reloadable, which doesn't require an existing bank account or credit check. With Target Red Card, you'll get exclusive deals and free shipping on most items. Visit Target.com slash Red Card to get all the details. It's always a great day to save. Restrictions apply.